Good morning, everybody. July 4th. Happy July 4th. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Very nice. All right. So we we started discussing this idea about the tuition. It's, uh, this is the beginning of the conversation. We mentioned yesterday that there's only an obligation to um, to sustain your children until age six from the Torah. After that, becomes a brinical. And we didn't really come to a, de- uh, a decision on the age. At what point do I do I ever have to stop? Obviously, when they're out and married or whatever. So different story. Mm-hmm. We'll see. While they're still living in the house, is there obligations? I Nobody yeah. stops. <laughs> no, but the question is, can you use your master? Yeah. I'm not sure. That's the bottom line. Up to what age? Oh, that's, that, that, that's exactly, that's the question. That's where we're going. Up to what point? So that's what we have to figure out. Also, if it's going to apply nowadays, the number or not. We're going to work on that today. Hopefully, we'll get there. But uh, six sounds in those days, six was a different ball game, right? Yeah, I, I'm not saying no, but okay. It is what it is. We also saw the sh- that the shach was allowing, if you look, that using ma'asir, this is where we exactly finished yesterday, is that you can use your ma'asir for adult children. Okay? Amen. He said that, uh, I'll read it with you one time. If I want to use my ma'asir for my older children that are adults now and they need help, I can use ma'asir. Even for my father, which I'm obligated to respect, help obviously. Help us to do whatever they need. Whatever, any, help. Any, any, any help they need in the household. If they're short funds and you want to give to the adult children, it's ma'asir. What lifestyle? Oh, so then, okay, the, the, the way you raise them. That's a necessity. Yeah, because that's what's expected of them. Any, 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 okay, so then, any, any guy who falls down from his assets, right, and, and the guy who was wealthy, you, you're supposed to support him to the level that he was used to. If that's the way you raise your kids, that's the level they're accustomed to, then that's that's the level we're talking about. So, so what kind of yeah, it's deductible from your ma'asir, okay? Here we go. Turn the page. Rav Moshe Feinstein. Okay, he's going to throw a little monkey wrench in our conversation because right now we're at page thirty-seven. We um we said so far age six. Remember, so this is what Rav Moshe says on the right hand side on the bottom. With the regarding the question that he was asked, what's the amount I should be giving maaser for my money? Right from in the in uh, you know modern times. I don't understand your question. Why? Mefurash. It's open in Shulchan Aruch. Siman Neshmentet. Shanari Shonamehakeren. We learned this. The first time I'm going into business, I take from the principal. Right? What is that? Perush Mehamaoche Sig Techilala Asot Lahem Mishar. The money that I got, my my seed capital. Right? I'm starting this business with. Im Netanolu B'Matanao Yerusha. If you got it as a gift or you got it as an inheritance, meaning not a loan, obviously. If I got it somehow as a, a gift or inheritance, first I give ma'asir, the other nine, 90% I will use for the business. The second 10%, because the first year you want the 20%, the second 10% from the profits of the business. So you start out day one, first check, 10% tzedakah. Now go to business. Now you do business. The, the money that you get for seed money seed is... Capital. Seed capital ma'asir. Not alone. Not alone. It's only if it's a gift or a, an inheritance. So it's money that was given. That's right. Well, if you t- well, time out. Yes. If you have money that you've already paid ma'asir, yes. start a business. Yes. The the business business yes. Yes. The answer is no. If you you're starting your own business with money you already give ma'asir from, no. Okay. You give the money to somebody else. You give it to your son to put him into business. Yes. I got it. Yes. Rabbi, yes. I, I interpret this. Yes. Before I get there, the let me finish reading and then you can interpret it. The husband supposed to support the wife. Uh, you're, ju- you're, you're, you're stealing my thunder. Let me finish. 
Okay. Tomorrow is the way you start to play. I didn't get there yet. Give me a second. Okay. When it says well, the first year, you're talking about this first year, I got to give 20%. What does it mean? It says, Right? We said that it means once a year I can calculate my uh, my income and I can offset the, the months that I had losses versus the months that I had gains to come up with the final net number and then give the ma'asir over there on the second half of the ma'asir. Okay. So he says, if he wants to be a uh, you know, good guy, he wants to be mahmir on himself, you could definitely do that if you want to, meaning when the months that I have um, um, profits, I'll give ma'asir. The months that I have losses, I won't give ma'asir, but I also won't offset it against the profits. And you end up giving more ma'asir. Fadal, you want to do that? Go ahead. Says, maybe what you were asking me is what our conversation is. Banim ubanot gedolim im lezonam maaser. Can I use my maaser money to sustain my adult children? Okay, my my gedolim. He says, Maybe that's what you meant, and you just didn't write it. And now let me tell you what I think he says. Over there talks about the obligations for the husband from the husband to the wife. One of the things the husband is supposed to give his wife. Regard besides her regular sustenance, a regular mezonot, one extra uh, amount or either cash or food itself per week. Okay, why? For arche guests, parche little kids knocking on the door, they want to eat something. You can't give her only exactly what she needs to eat, and then someone comes to knock on the door and they ask for something and they don't have anything to give. So you have to give her a little bit extra so that she could give. But right. Now he's not obligated. One of the obligations in the Ketubah doesn't say that I have to give her money to give staka. Doesn't say that. So why would I have to give a little extra food? You have to say that since this is that was the normal system, right? The kid knocks on the door, you give him a piece of candy, right? So that's normal in the neighborhood. So what? She's going to be known as the one that doesn't give. It's not. It's for her. It's not. It's embarrassing. It's not nice, right? And therefore, it falls under the category of her sustenance. <laughs> so that she's not embarrassed when the kid knocks on the door and the neighbor asks for a piece of bread or whatever it is. She doesn't want to say, oh, I have nothing in the closets. It's I, right? And therefore, it falls under her sustenance. Well, that's that's it's not staka, it's for herself. It's no, for the husband, is in his mind. So the, that's where he's going now. So he says now. Right? You can't tell her, no, you be cruel and uh, let people yeah, think you're yeah. stingy. And you can't tell that to her. It's I. So he says, Zera Ayagdola. Okay. Because the Ran wrote, you know why the, where this year six came, the age six came? That's the year, the age that the kids are still hanging on to their mother's skirt. After six already, they're a little bit bigger, they'll go. So what? The kid's hanging on to her leg, and the kid is crying, and he's hungry, and you don't know, have food to give the kid. It's embarrassing for her. She can't do that. Right? So up to that age, you have to give, a, you have to give food to the kids. And it's coming really, he says, from her, because of her. 
שהרי חזינא שמחויב ליתן לה בעד ארחי ופרחי, we see that the Gemara did say that she has to give, you know, some extra food in case and, you know, a guest comes over, which the neighbor comes to have a cup of coffee, she doesn't have a cookie to put out, it's like, she can't do that, right? So you got to give it a little bit extra. Umidina mezonot, it's part of her sustenance. Mitam she'en yachol omar la, she'tia achzarit. Right? Okay. And therefore he says, Lachen, jump down. Lachen, nir'ala, aniyut da'ati. Barur, says, Sheheicha she'im dara yahad im baneha. If the children are living with the wife, and not necessarily other children. It could be his own children also that are living with his wife. Right? Av she'em yoter mishesh, even though they're more than six. Beratzon ha'av, and the father's willing that they're living together. Av she'em gidolim, even when they're bigger. It doesn't matter anymore now. Kozman she'en... Until what age, he says, until the age where the kid starts to go to work and start to sustain himself. So now he's up to, I don't know, whatever, 20? I don't know how old the kid moving out of the house. Right? He says it's an obligation to sustain even the adult children in the house, assuming that they're not at the age that they go to work yet. So let's call, I don't know, up to, let's say, I don't know, 18? When is the kid going to go to work, right? He's going to go to college if he's in a full-time student, so he's not even college, then he's 22 already. So, yeah. Okay, so then if they're living in the house, he's obligated to sustain them because of the mizonot of his wife, not because of his own mizonot. It's not any worse than the neighbor's kid coming to knock on the door for a piece of candy. Right? You can't tell the, the you know the wife, sorry, every time uh, the neighbor comes over, you can't put out coffee, you can't put out cake, can't put out. And what are you going to do when our kid wants to eat and there's no money in the house for the kid to eat? No, no, I'm like, your dad doesn't want to pay for you? That's what we're going to say? Impossible. And therefore, because of her, he has to give Mizuno the coin to Rav Moshe Feinstein up until the age that they're able to sustain themselves. And once that becomes an obligation, what happens to Maser Ma- money? Out the window. Rav Moshe is very mahmir. No money. So yeah. That's, he's waiting for the kicker. That's his kicker. His kicker is, once I showed you that you're an obligation anymore, then Maaseh is off the table. You got to pay out of your pocket. So what do you consider an obligation? I'm trying to understand that. If, if uh, uh, at 13, a kid could go, let's say, even in today's side, at yeah. 13, you know, 15, a kid, oh, let's say 15, mm-hmm. could go out on his own, go get a job and, t- and take care of if it's the, he, says, he says the age that it's normal for those children to go to, ch- a ch- okay, to go out. What's, what's, what's so nowadays it depends. If he, if, he, if he goes for sure, that's for sure. Right, right, right. You don't have to, you're not obligated anymore. If the kid is in business himself, let's say, and he's had enough to sustain himself, I wouldn't be obligated. And therefore, if I do give him, I can use my sir. It's connected to, am I obligated or not? When is can I use my sir? But he's not doing it. So great. I have a 24-year-old guy, and, yeah. he, and all his friends got jobs, and he's sitting on my couch. He doesn't want to go to work. He doesn't want to do nothing. Right? He's got a PhD. Yeah. Yeah. Has, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dough. Papa has dough. He's Papa hanging out. Yeah. He's hanging out on the couch. He's good. So now, uh, if I, yeah, yeah, PhD. Papa has dough. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I have one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, so I'm not obligated anymore to feed this kid. I'm not obligated, and therefore, if I do, it's Maser. I can use Maser money. That's a good question. So that's my adult, great question. Let's, let's deal with that, because that's very common, right? I have adult kids. They're on their own the whole year. They can't afford to come to deal, because the house is a price rentals over Mijnun, hundred grand to rent, the kid can't do it. So he comes to my house, and I put him in my house. Right? So now, can I use my said money? Now, there's extra expenses. There's extra food. There's extra whatever you want to say. The electricity. I don't know. Whatever you want to figure out. All the additional the extra khadames, the extra thing. The food is the biggest expense for sure. For sure. Uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. Whatever you want to say. Camp. Camp. Good. Good. 
all that is master. What if they all that you can use master. It's not obligated. You're not obligated to do any of that. They can't afford it. Huh? What if they can't afford it? They can't afford it. And they just don't want to do it because why? Because <laughs> okay. it's, it's okay. what you call it, uh, a state planner. Right, right, a state planner. Right, 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 right. Right, right. They with you in the summer. So they can afford it, but yeah. they like to stay with it's not the, it's, it's, if Once I'm not obligated to do it, I can use my maaser money. No, but there has to be a limit on how much you can give of maaser. Yeah, maaser. Yeah, 20%. No, no, how much? It's not who, go, who gets my maaser first? How much you get away with doing it that way? No, then the schools are no. So if a person has zero money, you have to get everything with what they have. Right? Good. So now you're saying you could give all I, your maaser to to, 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 to support my kids or four kids or four kids and they no, no, Je- I think what Jeffrey's trying to say right Jeffrey's yeah, trying I to agree with you what you're saying like this Listen, I have whatever let's say a uh, hundred grand of maaser that I'm going to give away good and my kid now is going to come over here and if I bring my four children my four kids with their kids here to the house right so I I'm going to pay camp for I don't know what is it 25 kids Every kid is two grand. Fifty grand. I'm gonna give right now. Half my maaser. I'm gonna go. So now it's gone. There's nothing left now to give to any other sedaka. Okay. So the question is like this: Is if this is considered maaser, which which it is, then they actually take precedence over everybody else. It's my family. Guess what? I'm sorry to say, but I, I was joking before, but it's true. You could consider that an estate planning situation. I want to start getting rid of my money. I want to start, so let me pay for the kids, everything I got. And I turn around and say, okay, now I don't have to give my asir. Because I, I sustained all the, all, all, all the kids. So, so we need, what we need to do is come up with the criteria of what meets the, a valid maaser donation. Which is what we're going to get to in a minute. We're getting there. I have my son-in-law, my daughter. All the extra food that you're they're paying for in the house that you're not obligated to give them, you could use my money for. Even if they can afford it. Yeah. Can you build I mean, an, an extension? Say what? And you built an extension, right, 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 right. They, no, golf membership. Right, right. At what point? So, 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 so we have to do, we have to determine what's a valid right. What's a valid. Uh, you know, expenditure to Maaser money. I got to pay the DSN membership for the whole family? Like, okay, okay, let's find out. Right, right. right. There's a lot of opinions that are against. Some things in, I don't, okay, we're going to see in a minute. Right, right. This is his first opinion. He's the most stringent opinion. We're going to see. Yeah. What if it's. What if your son or your daughter's buying a house? Yeah, yeah. And you give them some money to help them. They have to give maaser from it. We saw that. We we learned learned it earlier. They'd have to give maaser, and if it cuts into the amount that now they can't afford the house anymore, he's got to mark that he owes the money to maaser. Okay. Yeah. But if you buy them the house, you don't have to give maaser. Right. That's correct. If you buy the house for them, they don't have to give maaser. If you give them the cash, they have to give maaser. Transferring an asset doesn't doesn't require it. Yeah. It's a loophole. It's a loophole. It's a loophole. Say that. Okay. Turn the page. Shulchan Aruch Harav. Page 39. So now we're getting into the, that. All that was sustenance. Now we're getting into the tuition number. Now we're getting into the tuition number. Okay. It's Hebrew. It's Hebrew side. What's the matter? Without reading English, reading Hebrew, no? Yeah? Okay. Pashut. Now. This is Shulchan Aruch Harav. It says like this: Af al pi chen to hashev lo tzedakah. Means what? He's taught. He, he's going to tell us now that I can actually spend my maaser on my tuition, full amount. He says. This is Shulchan Aruch Harav. It's the, it's the Lubavitcher Rabbi. He says le'inyan sheyachol lehotzi kol hotzaot limud banav hagdolim. Notice what he says: gadolim. I can use 
all the expenditures of teaching my adult children, it says Gdolim, we'll, we'll define, we'll define eight, what Gadol is, over uh, thirteen. I can use my Maaser or Homish if I end up giving 20% or 10% depending on the guy that I am. Either way, full deduction for my Maaser. Assuming that I can't afford it any other way, no problem. That's not true about my own education. I can't use my own. If I want to hire a rabbi to learn with me, I can't use my own ma'asir money to pay for that rabbi. My only mood is different than my, my children. My, my children, I can use ma'asir. I'll explain to you when we get there. Unless the guy that you're hiring is an ani and needs the money altogether, then, 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 for him, yeah, then, 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 that's what's the different story. Okay. That's for sure. But if I want to go to college, I want to go to college. I only ma'asir to college. I can't use your ma'asir money to go to college for yourself. No. Absolutely not. My son, I might be able to, though. We'll see. Because, again, I, besides the, the obligation of limut Torah, I have an obligation to teach him to be able to, to earn a living. And part of that requirement is, right? So we'll see. As we go along, you'll start to pick up all the details. And at the end, we'll, we'll summarize what, it's gonna, what I can actually use my money on and what I can't. So, anyway, he says over here that it's not the same for yourself, that you can't, do, that you can't use for yourself. And therefore, he says, Ah, however... She gives the guy beracha. He gives you a tear, and he tells you, but if you don't do it, don't worry about it. Hashem sends the money, and you know, one of those berachot, and you're going to have beracha, and it's all going to be good for you, and if you can afford to not to, don't. Fine. But at the end, at the end of the day, he gives a clear tear. So we have so far, Rav Moshe Feinstein saying no, we have the Lubavitcher Rabbi saying yes, and we have another 10 opinions still coming back and forth to see, can I use my ma'asir, maybe some of it, maybe all of it, maybe none of it, as we go along, we'll get to eventually the halakha for us, the Svaradim. So hold on tight, and let's just pile up the opinions. You ready? Turn the page to, actually you have to turn page 40. Okay? This is the Aruch HaShulchan. He's on page 40. Can I give my children loans? Um, uh, am I, and they'll pay you back one. Yeah, why not? Why not? From the Maaser. Yeah, you could give a loan for, to an Ani for Maaser money. Absolutely right. And you could use your Maaser money to give a, to give an Ani a loan. It's actually better than giving him the money. Okay, fine. So. Uh, where are we? at the end of the line. Now, okay. He wants to say the tuition I pay for my young children. This is this is uh, the Aruch Hashulchan of Michal Epstein. Okay, in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Says yeah. Yeah, this is the schar we're talking about, tu- tuition, okay? Limu- not necessarily only limut Torah, because you also have an obligation to teach them to be able to earn a living. So it's whatever they need to learn, besides Torah, and to earn a living, okay? So he says, schar limud shemeshalem ba'ad banav haktanim ena bechlal tztaka. My little kids are, that's an obligation. We saw the psukim already, right? That I, I'm obligated to teach Torah to my, to my kids. And therefore, when they're young, that I cannot use ma'asir because that's a mitzvah. I have to do that. Anything I'm obligated, I can't. I, okay, so we saw that, that we're up to six. We saw. And also, what, do I, what am I obligated to teach them? You know, the pasukim of the pasuk of Vishinatam Levanecha, the Gemara says, I, I'm obligated to teach my son mikra. Mikra means. Psukim in the Torah. I have to teach him Torah. That's it. Chamisha Choshet Torah is my only obligation. After that, it all becomes critical. So if I'm sending the kid now and he's learning besides Chumash, all the other Hebrew subjects, those are not obligations. And therefore, maybe even when he's little, I could use part of the tuition money for, for Maaser. The obligation ones, I'm not allowed. 
obligation is mikra. Right? We see in a few minutes, and we're going to get a breakdown. Anything I'm obligated to do, I can't use my money for. If I'm obligated to teach my kid Torah, so that's it. The Torah, that money, is not from Maaser. Similarly, guy is taking a son-in-law, right? According to the Aruch HaShukhan, I can't use Maaseh money to pay for my son-in-law to learn either in Kolel. So he's also another Mahmoud opinion. Even, even you, you have obligations that I'm mean, And I can't use my Maaseh for them, you're right. The obligations that I'm obligated for, I'm obligated for that by by I'm definition. Obligated, I'm obligated for them, it's a feeling. That's correct. That's so I can't buy it feeling with Maaseh money. But but I can I put on my tefillah so get the mitzvah. Of course, so I'm not saying no. I'm obligated to teach my children if I fulfill the obligation. You're getting the mitzvah for doing that also, but you can't use the money if you're maaser. Okay, what's the problem? You're getting the mitzvah for it. You're getting the mitzvah for it. And you get a better pair than. No, therefore, I want to get a mitzvah, different ball game. But if you teach yeah. them at home, it's mitzvah. Good, 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 good. So I have an obligation. So you know, so is great. So is gonna absolutely true. Just because I have an obligation doesn't mean I'm obligated to spend money to do it. That's, if I could, te- if I know and I could teach my kid, that's my obligation. I teach my kid myself. It's probably better than hiring somebody else, right? Fulfilling the obligation. Your mitzvah bo, your ter bo mi bishlucho. The mitzvah is greater on your own. And therefore, just because I'm obligated doesn't necessarily mean that I have to pay to do that. And therefore, you're right. Maybe I can even pay when I'm obligated. Hold on. So he's got a very good point. Right. Free classes. Right. Okay. The higher education. Higher education. I'm not obligated. Up to what point am I obligated to educate my child? That's it. So that's it. Okay. Okay. So now, now this is a Tzitz Eliezer. Rav Eliezer Waldenberg passed away in like uh, 1930-something. Uh, okay, he was a big posek in Israel. This is what he says. He brings a couple of opinions. He starts to give us the uh, breakdown of who says I can use my ma'aseh for, for tuition and who says I can't use my ma'aseh for tuition. He says like this. So he brings one opinion. says you can. Plus where it is. Maybe in the name of the shla. He tiled the shalem. He can't say ma'aseh. The shla also says you can do that. Leskor melamed laben kerovo ashir shilmedeu this the, the case over there was the father didn't want to pay for the kids tuition and the, the father for the kid to learn Torah in those days it wasn't a fixed uh, yeshiva system it was you know you bring the teacher to the house and the father was wealthy and he didn't want to pay and a relative went and paid and he wanted to use the ma'aseh money to teach this wealthy child Torah and he said yes use the money to use ma'aseh money Okay, fine. Which one we just looked at a minute ago. Right, he just said before that we just read a minute ago that the said if you took a, a son, a son-in-law that wanted to learn in Kolel, you're not allowed to use that money from your ma'aser. So says Rav Eliezer Waldenberg. Even if I wanted to pay somebody else, not to give him the money, but I'm going to pay somebody to learn with him, I still couldn't do that, he says. He says, I disagree totally. Right? Then he says, Says the Chatam Sofer was Matir, a father, a father-in-law, it looked like, father-in-law, to, to sustain the married couple in their own home for six years from his own tzedakah money. 
which means they had he was paying their rent and all their expenses and all their everything all for ma'asir money. He wanted him to learn Torah. Find me ma'ot Therefore, you see that it's not so clear. There's a lot of opinions say yes, a lot of opinions say no. Fine. Therefore, says Rabbi Eliezer Wallenberg, He says, anyone, therefore, he wants to give a hetir, that anybody that's having a little trouble and is, is not making enough money to use his ma'asir to pay for tuition, doesn't matter what age, even the little ones, he says. You can use your ma'asir money. Even if they're if they're living in their house or the kids are not living in the house, they moved out, they're in wherever they are, the 18-year-old, the kid moved out and he's still going to school. Joey, right? Even especially if the teacher needs the money and he's an ani that's already stuck out, giving it to him straight out, right? He says, That's the Khatam Sofer's book. He says, Satam, and he just wrote, in, uh, you know, just a general statement. That's what the Khatam Sofer wrote. That is asul, no matter what, to pay for tuition. He says it's a mitzvah that you're obligated, right, to lilamed the banav all is kola him milamed. That's the words of the Khatam Sofer. You're saying that you can't pay, or can't use your money. Can't use money. Right. He says. Right. It says Rabbi Eliezer Waldberg, I disagree with the Khatam Sofer. He says, why? Ra'inu de Yeshenim, Shemati. There were older, earlier rabbis. There's many different um, details and distinctions. Yeah, it's not a blanket statement. It depends on the guy, it depends on the scenario. There are many ways to get around it, to find the heter. So, so far, he wants to say that you can use your ma'asir, and we'll continue our conversation tomorrow. Amen, amen.